the least is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Mumble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. Welcome back to another episode of the Houston Dynapod podcast. As always, I am your host, Finister. Today, we have a guest from Tectonic Takes, which is based on my research, the largest and most successful San Jose Quakes podcast. Abel, is that right? I believe so. I mean, we've had players on, we've had special guests. I would say we're pretty relevant in Quakes media. That's uh, That's big because I usually don't. I don't go to the top. I usually look for people around the middle like me, but I'm, I'm very excited to have y'all on to be Thank honest. You. I'm excited to be on. So back in 2005, you guys relocated yep. to Houston. Um, who won the MLS cup in 2006 and 2007? Uh, so in 2006? Six and seven. It was two years. So that's a little hard to define because technically it was a Houston Dynamo. Okay. Well, that's good. That's, that's the right answer. Yes. I just wanted to make sure that coming from a Quakes fan, and yeah. technically it was us. Do you guys, do you look at those trophies and think those are ours? I mean, yeah, because when you think about it, like trophies – in championships, they belong to the city. They belong to the fans. So if, if the trophy was won there, I say it stays there. You know, I don't, I don't associate trophies and championships with, with like just the, the organization. I, I, I associate it with, with who was there and what they represent. So, yes, those were won by the Houston Dynamo coming from a Quakes fan. Okay, because, see, we have this thing that people like to do to us, mostly – uh, FC Dallas and that other Texas club. They're small. We won't say their name. They do this thing where they like to call all of our trophies yours. And my, my biggest issue is I get that argument, but when would, when's the cutoff? Like how long are they still yours? Like if it was a 2018 open cup, y'all's it's, it's an argument we get all the time because we are the only club in Texas to have won the MLS cup. Yeah. Uh, nobody else has done it. Uh, Dallas has been here forever and you guys have been, Pretty successful, right? Through your history? I would say, yeah, throughout history. I mean, we won't really talk about recently, but um, yeah, throughout history, we've been a pretty successful club. I, uh, I admire your coach's candor. I admire yeah. just how, how brutally honest he is. How do y'all feel about that? I, I've, I love Matias Almeida. I've been following him since he was in Chivas because I am a Chivas fan myself. Um, that's a win-win for yeah. you then. Yeah. Uh, so keeping him within like, you know, my, my, the things that I like, it's, it's, it's pretty big. And I actually got to, to ask him a question um, last game against that one other Texas club. Yeah. You guys uh, did not do your job. You guys were supposed <laughs> to win. You had one job. That was it. And you guys out. I know. Like, I think it was, I don't know if I talked to you or Ivan after the match you guys outplayed oh, yeah. them considerably like looking at the stat line yeah it, dude it, was, it was it wasn't even close like what, what the fuck oh god i was rooting for y'all so hard 
dude, no, I, w- I was in the press box. And, and when that first goal um, was scored, like, I, I was like, oh, like, I, I let out an oh, and everyone in the press box just kind of like turns to me. And I'm just like, dude, we, the Quakes are supposed to win. Because here's my prediction before the game against, uh, uh, against Austin. Sorry, I had to say the name. Um, <sighs> I, I, <laughs> I was like, okay, the Quakes are going to play like Barcelona from 2009 against Austin. They are going to win this game. They're going to get all the Quakes fans' hopes up just to lose by like four goals against Houston and, and like lose the, the next three matches. Um, so the way that the Quakes played, I feel like I wasn't too far off. I was just I was just missing the score because that second half, that was all Quakes. It was domination. It's, it was total domination. And and the stadium, like it, it there was just like this energy in the stadium. So um, you know how the Quakes uh came back from 3-1 against Columbus? So I was yeah. at that game as well. And there was this energy like with the crowd and, and the players, and you can just feel it. It was so it was very electric. And that was the same feeling um against uh Austin. So I'm like, why why can't the Quakes play like that all the time? You know, why did it have to be just just the the second half? Yeah, like we, we went through back to back last place finishes. We we've suffered pretty heavily. I mean, we've won, we've been successful trophy wise. We have three, but we've suffered for a while and we've just been shit run. Yeah. Uh, but now things are for us are on the upward trend. We defensively, we are so sound. Um, offensively, it's slowly coming together, but we have a we have depth, like we have options. In places and we also have Hector Herrera arriving in July yeah which is the biggest signing of the year and arguably the biggest one since Ibrahimovic well Chicharito Chicharito yeah. but I mean it, we're on a different path than you guys right now and I was I was rooting for y'all but when that first goal went in and I think it was ring was it ring I, it was, I turned um... it off <laughs> I turned it off you just I, like, I, I'm done it was 12 minutes in I went fuck this I'm not watching this I turned it off and I went and I checked online later and I was like, thank God you at least didn't, you came back. But then I looked at the stat line. It's like, this shouldn't have been a contest. It was a Rudy who, who made the first one. Don't do that. Oh, that's why he used to play here. <laughs> and they are, they are so, I don't want to talk about them. Anyway, moving on from that. So we've kind of, I guess this is the last season so far. How has your season so far been? Where are you guys in the table? I know you're, you're below us. 12th so we are bottom of the conference we are at the at the bottom of of the table we are wooden spoons like wooden spoon favorites so the earthquakes (laughs) look san jose earthquakes have not won a single game this year i mean the the two comebacks at home against columbus and austin they, they probably felt like wins just in the way that they were tied but there's no wins like it's two points in in five games it's it's sad um the latest game was a draw two two at home very superior second half but again the, the results isn't there so we're, we're it sounds like we're gonna we're pretty lucky it sounds like we need you more than you guys need us this week because we we're we're like we're trending upwards um and you guys at the bottom of the table you know it worries me because we tend to, to slack off against teams that we should put away. In the past, we have. This season, no. 
this season has looked very different. We've, we've controlled games this year, which is we've watched counterattacking football for Jesus four or five years, which is fun when you score, but it's, it puckers your butthole every yeah. other time because you're just absorbing pressure. And this season we have a controlling possession offense and it's, it's nice. It's, it's relaxing. It can be boring. There have been boring games because we, we did not score a goal for the first three matches, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe mm-hmm. it was, it, it was a while. It was not good. Um, so we started off slow offensively, but it, it's come back and we made this big signing Sebastian Ferreira up top and he hasn't scored yet. We paid six and a quarter million dollars for him and he hasn't scored. And now there's our backup strikers named Thor Olferson. He's the guy that got knocked down in the mm. NCAA tournament. And there's people that, uh, that legitimately want him to start. And it's like, you can't do that. So I'm sorry to hear your season has been shitty so far. I, I will say, yeah, I mean, I will say that when I watch your matches, because I've watched a few, I can't take my eyes off of Cade Cowell. There is something about him that he's like, he just looks like a movie star to me. Is that just me? Or does he have like, like a, 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 you know, a Cade Cowell supporter section there? So so there's actually this one account on, on social media called the looks of Cade Cowell. And it's just pictures of him. Cause because the dude tends to like change his appearance sometimes. Um, and like his hair is just, I, I feel like that's, that's probably the biggest thing about him, his hair. That's what makes him really stand out. Also, you kind of forget that he's really young, but he has grown man strength. Yeah. He's just something about him. Like I, I, I hate him because I kind of want to be him. Right. But, and somebody else has him. Like you have him. Like if he was in Houston, I'd be like, I'd fucking Cowell 6'9 would be my jersey. But yeah. like you have him, so I can't I can't like him that much. So this is a perfect segue into this little segment. Now, now I have this little this bit called story time. And I share good stories from my personal life. And um I'm gonna share one because this one's fucking huge. And you're you're lucky. You get a big one. This, this right. might be the biggest of all of them. This might fucking really be the biggest of all. So um, I've been dating this woman for five months. And she's, when I first met her, like I looked at her and I said, oh my God, she's like a perfect, one of my perfect versions of a female. And we get along, never fought, nothing, right? Obviously in bed, it's, a, it's something else. It's amazing, okay? So it's going fantastic. Now, have, have you... Have you had a serious relationship? I'll be sure you have, right? A serious relationship? Um, I mean, sort of. Yeah. I mean, I still have time. I just got out of high school. Like my oh, first my year God. Oh, my God. Am I allowed to be talking to you in California? Is this legal? Yes, this isn't is legal. This like, isn't this like uh, to catch a predator stuff? <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm actually Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> You're what? Uh, uh, no this is totally fine oh yeah no i know i'm playing so all right so this woman is she's quite wonderful i have nothing bad to say to her about her at all and the other night after sex we're laying there and it's getting late and she starts rubbing my the back of my head or my arm was she starts rubbing yeah rubbing the back of my head and uh, I think she's giving me the sign for, Hey, I got to go. So I said, Hey, 
was like, I, I like, I go to her. I know what you're going to say. And she rolls over and she looks at me and she goes, I love you. And I didn't fucking say it back. Now I, I'm 40 and I've had plenty of women fall in love with me and it's always been returned. In fact, I've said it most. I've said it first in most of them. The last two have told me first, so I'm doing something right. But I've never not said it back, ever. And my response was, oh, I've been meaning to tell you not to say that word because I don't know where I am yet. And then she got up and she walked out. So um, we're still like talking and she's fucking really upset. Like she's crushed. I don't know what to do because I just was honest and it's such a weird situation. Like do people, have you ever, I've never heard of somebody doing this. I've seen it on TV. You see it in the movies, right? But I've never heard of anybody doing this. I've heard people say, if he tells me, I'll, you know, I won't say it or like, no, I'm not going to say it. Like, have you ever heard of anybody actually doing this? No, I mean, uh, or maybe it's just like something that I don't really like pay attention to. Yeah, that's or something that doesn't come up in conversation yeah. often. But I I did it. And uh, I don't even know what's going to happen now. I have no idea. So I just, I, I basically, I mean, I've dated some pretty awful women. And I've been a, a pretty awful person myself at certain points in my life. I've been a total asshole. I'm, I'm way better now. Despite what some of the people on Reddit think. Um, they hate me. But I have no clue what to do. And I just told the perfect version of a woman for me. Instead of I love you, I responded with, I've been meaning to tell you not to say that. Damn. So, hey, who do you think is going to start for San Jose on Saturday? All right. So uh, do you want me to go with an ideal starting 11? or We're going to go your ideal first. What would you, if Abel, I can't say that last name out loud, I don't think. But if Abel... I, even if I could say it, I don't think I should. I think I'd mess it up. I screw up names. I Actually, I want to hear you try it. I want to hear you try it. All right. And, and Giano. And Giano. And Giano. Damn it. You're, Damn you're it. close. You're closer than, than most people. Because most Dude. of them will just assume Anguiano or something like that. So, like, doing a podcast for Houston, for Houston and having CONCACAF and, and seeing some of these names that come across from South and Central okay. America – it murders me. It's names of the clubs, like Cartagena. I called them Cartagena. Real, uh, at, at one point in my life, it was Real Madrid. Oh my God. I had no clue what I was, I had no idea what I was doing. I get like my yeah. Spanish speaking friends, they'll like message me on Twitter and they'll tell me how to say it. But I just roll with it. I don't check it ahead of time. But we are going with what your ideal lineup be. If you were the gaffer come Saturday night before you guys right. line up and get beat by us, who would you trot out there? All right. So I'm going with the, Four two three one formation that Matias Almeida has has been using this season. I'm going to go with JT Marcinkowski as goalkeeper. Obviously, he's been our one of our top performers this year. Left back Marcos Lopez, center back Francisco Calvo, Tanner Beeson at center back, and then at the right back position, I put Tommy Thompson, who has not started this year. Um, but if I were if I were Matias Almeida, I'd put him in because he he always goes in as as a sub anyways, and I feel like. Uh, there's really nothing to lose at the right back position. I, I don't mid. like him, and I don't think he should start because he still calls himself Tommy. You know, it's funny because um, one of one of the guys at Tectonic takes his name is Saz. He 
he loves Tommy Thompson. He's like his biggest fan. Um, so Tommy Thompson's it's like this this figure at Tectonic takes. Um, but I didn't put him in there just because like one of our uh, our content creators likes him. I think I just think he should be tried out as a starter. See what happens because um, and Paul Marie, um, yeah, he, he's he's good, but I want to see Tommy Thompson there. Yeah, we've got we've got a situation like that too. And yours is on the right hand side. It's right back, right? Yeah. Yeah, right back. Uh, ours is ours is on the right hand side as well, but it's a little further up the pitch. My bad. Keep going, man. So at the center back duo, I put Jan Gregush and Jetson. Jetson is another player that hasn't started. Um, I don't know what's going on with Jetson because he used to start pretty much every game for the Quakes, and now Matias Amina has left him on the bench to rot. Like he just doesn't he doesn't want to play him for some reason. And he's a really good player, and he, he's very mobile. He's he, he can carry the ball, make passes, defend. He can do everything. So I put him in for Jackson Ewell. I think he should be giving a, given a rest. Uh, really? So Young and, and Judson, yes, benching the captain, that's a, that's a big move. But that's that's what I would do because I want to see Judson play. He's also a men's team player, isn't he? Uh, Jackson Ewell? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. What is what What did he do to get in your doghouse? Well, look, I love Jackson Ewell. But the thing is, um, this season, he, he just hasn't been at that level. And Jan Gregus can do pretty much what Jackson Ewell does. And the other thing is that Matias Almeida has, he does this thing where, like, he tries to force a midfielder into the, the defense. So the first two games, he was putting Jackson Ewell, who's a center mid, at center back. And then he tried it with Eric Rometty. Dude, and, I think, I think your coach and our old coach, Tab Ramos, are fucking related. because. He did that with Boniac Garcia and Darwin Quintero was a player that should have been starting that he benched for half a season and no one knows why. And I think he's your top scorer. He was. Yes. And he was the top scorer the year before. It's like, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah. So your guy and our guy, our old guy, he's not our guy anymore. We got a new guy and he's Brazilian and we love him. Our old guy. Yeah. He did the same thing, man. It was maddening. So, Yeah. Probably, I don't know. They might have like similar a similar mindset. In Almeida, he's on his last year of his contract, so at this point, he might just be doing anything. Now, that's kind of like an unprofessional take from me as as, as a writer, but you know, it, it's just something that makes you think. Like maybe Almeida is just doing everything that that he thinks about doing. Yeah, I'll tell you, there's there's not much professional about me, so don't feel too bad, man. Yeah, I feel pretty free in this podcast, to be honest. Oh, good. Yeah, I've been. Uh, people have told me it's, it's kind of like sitting down and having a, a beer. Apparently, I'm approachable and I make it easy. I don't. In real life, I'm not like that. In real life, people accuse me of being an asshole, and I'm just honest. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, people seem to come on and we get along pretty well. So thanks, man. Of course. So on the left mid, I put Useni Buddha, who was uh, he was a draft pick, first round, went to the San Jose Earthquakes. He played in on uh, Stanford. When he came on in the second half against that small green team from Texas, he completely changed the game. Like it was him, like it was Useni Buddha who who sparked everything. So I would start him because he's already made an appearance uh, before um, that Austin game. Uh, so I just try it out, see what happens. At his name is I, his name's Buddha. Buddha, like Useni, like O U S S E N I. B Buddha. Oh yeah, Buddha. As in like the Buddha. Like 
no like religion. it's like the religion right no 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 like uh i mean it sounds like it, it's b-o-u-d-a but it's pronounced the same basically oh man that's i'm not a buddhist but i dig that one i think they're onto something over there i like them yeah there might be something plus, there plus they are they are they are total like whatever it is about the buddha i mean their deity has no shame and i love it because you just belly out and like i don't know it's a lot of confidence and i like yeah. it yeah you know we should all like respect that you know like the belly yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, something about a good belly right just rubbing it right oh. sure. all right man keep going my bad center of techie mid jamiro montero one of our best players this season he conducts Pretty much the whole attack um, probably hasn't done like the, the impact that that we want to see, like like providing assists and, and goals. But I mean, no one no one can finish. So I don't know, no one can finish. So you can't really put it on Montero. But I would still start him. I I love Jimmy Montero. He's a good probably player. Best He's probably a quality player. Signing. Yeah, super yeah. good. Right mid, I put Christian Espinoza because he did really well last weekend. Uh, and then at striker, the Jeremy Bobasi. Oh, you know what? I like him. I think he's a good signing from Portland. I always didn't. I never liked playing against him because he'd usually score on us. Him or one of the Charos. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like him as a player. And he's, isn't he American? Uh, yes, but there was some talks about him potentially switching over to Cameroon. Yeah, because he's got like dual citizenship. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that. And I was like, oh, that's a guy that could probably get a look at the men's team if he hasn't already. Yeah, but this season he only has one goal, and it was uh, again, it, it was it was last season. It was a penalty. But the reason I put him in in the starting eleven is because that penalty might give him some confidence, and I know the player that he can be. So I would just continue to trust him. Plus, we don't have that many strikers. Yeah, he's a very dynamic player because he has <laughs> pace and he moves well off. He's not like. He's not a quality finisher, like like you said. Yeah. But he adds an energy. He's like a Traore, who I, I can't stand, mostly because he didn't go to Tottenham, but also because he can't cross a ball. He kicks it yeah. into the ninth row of the stands. But yeah, but Bobasi, I've always liked. He's so he's unique. I like him. So yeah, that's my ideal starting 11. So from your 11, where is Almeida going to differ, you think? Where do you think he's going to differ? Where has he been, you know, Different than you. Okay, he's definitely not going to start Tommy Thompson. He's he's probably going to put Paul Marie at right back again. Jackson Ewell is definitely going to start because that's his guy. Uh, so he would probably replace Judson with Jackson Ewell and just keep young Grey Goose and Ewell as the center mid partnership. I do have a feeling he he's going to start Buddha, which uh, which which is kind of weird because. Um, in, in the last press conference, he was talking about how he doesn't just give the spot to young players. He always wants to make them grow and develop. But, you know, like I said, right, you, earn been, it. you have to yeah, earn your spot. But I, I feel like Buddha, he's, he's earned it in the last game to, to just to start the next game. But he, he brings a lot of energy and this team needs that energy. So I wouldn't be so surprised to see him in the starting 11. Uh, but yeah, it would be an unprecedented move, move from Almeida. And then just pretty much stay the same. But I also have a feeling that he might bench Abobasi and put Cowell at striker. I'd be okay with that. You already know. 
Yeah. Ooh, can you guys just go two up top so I can watch the fast one and the cute one miss or, or kick the ball it's right? Like to put the cowl behind the Bobacy or something. Ooh, now you're talking. So, man, our my ideal lineup is slightly different than I think what you'll see. So we're going to have Steve Clark in goal. Okay. On the left, you're going to have Adam Lundquist, and he may be the captain. I don't know, and we'll get to that. Left-sided center back, I believe, should be Teenage Hadebi, who's a Zimbabwean international. The right center back, oh, oh God, I think should be Daniel Steris. So you're we not going to go with, okay? No, I'm not going with Tim Parker. Tim Parker has played horribly. Last season, he was terrible. He was our worst-rated defender over the course of the year. I've been hard on Tim Parker. And when he came in, he was he was he did very well, but he's dropped off. And our uh, last year's first round pick started last week, and we won the match, and he looked all right, Ethan Bartlow. So to me, it's it's a tough one, and it, Bartlow isn't really in contention yet mm-hmm. between Steris and Parker. It is a tough one, but Steris has played very well this season, and that's why. And Steris is right footed, just like Parker and Hadebi's left footed, so he he gets the left side anyway. Our right back, I would like to see the Brazilian Zeca, who we signed, and he is he's built like a Muay Thai fighter. He is just he's just short and he's thick and he's explosive and he's tatted up and he's fast and he's aggressive and he gets forward. He hasn't started yet. He's only been here about a month and a half, two months, but he's appeared in 15, 20 minute spurts, you know, and he's looked good. <laughs> uh, midfield, I'm gonna give you Darwin Quintero. Who's our leading okay. goal scorer? Most creative guy. Uh, also next to him, I'm going to put uh, Coco Carasquia. He's a Panamanian international. Last season, he joined us on loan. He's still on loan with an option to buy, which I believe we're going to exercise. It's one million dollars on the dot, according to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, last season, he came in and he underwhelmed. He was not very good. And one of our commentators, who was also on those championship teams, which we appreciate the, your y'all's uh, role in that, of course. Um, he mentioned that he's been underwhelming and he's seen nothing from him. And he, he wasn't, he was a six, five player last year, 6.5, which is a below average rating this season. He's been totally different. So you're going to see him. And then you're going to see Matias Vera as the defensive midfielder in what's going to be a four, three, three. I didn't state that early on. We run mm-hmm. a four, three, three, and that is what you're going to see with um, it's kind of a flat three, but we do typically leave Vera back. He never goes into the box. He stays outside. Uh, left winger, you will have Fafa Pico. Mm-hmm. In my line, for me, I'd start Fafa Pico up top. I'd start Sebastian Ferreira, and on the right, I'm oh man, I'm I'm gonna start Tyler Pasher, who is a he is like your right back situation. Our starting right winger is Corey Baird, who I know you've heard that name, mm-hmm. right? Corey Baird in twice this year has put in like a five, nine or a five, eight. He's had two awful matches. Pasher has like two or three goals in an, in like the equivalent of 90 minutes, but Pasher doesn't hold up. He got hurt last year. He was a starter last year. He got hurt. And then we just, boom, we bottomed out because he's very fast. He's very electric and he plays at a very high pace. I, I would like to start him and see him pulled at like 60 minutes. Don't give him any more than that. That's what you're probably, you'll probably see something very similar. I think uh, I think Paulo Nagamora will start Corey Baird on the right, and I I think you're going to see Tim Parker as the right center back, with Teenage Debbie as the left center back, and 
I believe on the right, the right back, you'll see Griffin Dorsey, who's, he was a, a bargain bin find. He was cut mm-hmm. and then we found him and he's played well and he's developed quite nicely. He puts in the most awkward looking cross, but it, it gets to where it needs to go. And he also wears his socks like rolled down so you can see part of his shin guards, which I hate. I hate his socks. I think it's ridiculous. So that's that's what you're probably going to see. And my prediction for this match is that we will beat you two to one. What is yours? Okay. Uh, I put a one-one tie as my score prediction because I feel like at this point in the season, the Quakes, yes, they suffered <laughs> tragic losses, and they haven't gotten the results that they wanted really. But I, I, I wouldn't expect a professional team to not learn after five matches kind of what they need to do to get a better result. The Quakes are terrible on the road, so I won't expect the win. But I do expect them to kind of transfer whatever spirit was possessing them uh, in the second half of the last game to the game against Houston. Well, here's the good news for us on Saturday. It's going to be in the low 80s, which means it's still going to be 60 to 70% humidity, which means it's going to be a little hot for you guys. It's going to be a little warm for the San Jose boys, which I think we used to press here and other teams would sit back. Like we, we, uh, we pressed, we pressed last year and it was not very, we'd press for times and it was just, it wore us out. But this year with, we sit back a little bit more and it's more of a controlled press, but I think the weather is going to play into the factor as well as the travel. You know, we don't travel well either. Our, our closest club is Dallas. Who's a, it's an hour plane ride, but it's a, five or six hour bus trip. And then that other shitty club out West, they're green. Um, they're about the same distance, you know, a little bit closer by the car, maybe three and a half, three hours. But, and then from there we go, we go, you know, I, I would imagine you guys have less of a distance because you got Portland, Seattle, two LA's. So LA is probably like, it's like a six or five hour car ride from San Jose. Oh, so it's like Dallas for us. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's the same. I just, we're so spread out. I think that the way MLS is growing, I think at some point it's going to partition into, you know, how we have like a, what is it now? East and West. It's going to go into like a North, South, East, West, where you have different regions that only play each other or two regions, you know, because it's, it's growing fast where I don't know how many teams now, 28, we have 28 teams. 26. No, it's got to be 28. It's got to be 20. How many MLS teams are there? 26. There's 26. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Well, I know they have like a growth plan where by this year there's okay. this many. And I know within a couple, it's supposed to be 30. Oh, no, 28. You, you were right. 28. Oh, shit. Flexing. Yeah. I have a pornographic memory. I just, I remember things, random things, which is why I still can call out numbers. Like in front of me, I literally still, I just have what I sent you, except at the top, it says trophies and love story. Cause I wanted to ask you about the trophies and tell you that I told the most amazing woman I've ever met. I didn't love her. Man. And I might be looking for a new girlfriend. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone from San Jose will listen. Oh, maybe, you know, I love San Jose. I really do. I've, uh, Oh, you've been here. I've been there. I went and spent a week in San Francisco with my ex, who is a, we won't talk about her. Mm-hmm. And we went to San Jose. They did like the Winchester house and we Winchester mansion. And we walked around and San Jose was 
way better than San Francisco. Nicer, yeah. nicer people. Like, and there's a lot of smart people there. Palo Alto and Stanford are there, which you were mentioning the guy from Stanford. And I, I think we overlooked how, how important it can be to have athletes who are also smart. Definitely. Right? There are some athletes out there that when they talk, it's like, you obviously did not pay attention in class. <laughs> like, you know, like there's a comedy bit where they talks about instead of uh, real jeopardy, put like professional athletes on there and ask them questions, but like a spelling bee. It's hilarious. Give them hard ones like neighbor and Wednesday. You can watch them mess it up. Some comics said that it's hilarious, but yeah, I loved San Jose. I would, I could never afford to live there, but I would gladly camp there illegally for a couple of nights. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do that. Not, not because they have choice, but yeah, I know. I know it's pretty, we, we're having bad problems here in Austin and Houston has a pretty big homeless problem. Not like not as bad as California, but it's, it's increasing in the major cities here too. And it's just a, a product of what's going on in the economy and how, how we don't take care of people because we don't. Yeah. Congratulations. We just changed to a politics podcast. If you want to keep listening, we'll tell you next who's a Democrat and who's a Republican. Anyway, Abel, give us a, one more time. Tell us about yourself and tell us about your show, the biggest and most successful San Jose Earthquakes podcast. Tectonic Takes. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as just Tectonic Takes. And if you want to follow me, uh, you can find me on Twitter as triple a media a triple at the end with a three instead of an e um i write for area sports as well so i uh, pu- publish articles they're on my twitter um and yeah tectonic takes you know we out here just making quakes content you write with area sports net yeah huh you know i did okay so back when i first started this little this little show here um mls aces have you heard of these guys i think might have heard of it oh if you haven't you're not missing out anyway obviously this relationship didn't end well now they'd asked me to start writing for them and i did and my articles were immediately the top two articles and then i posted something on twitter which i'm not going to repeat here because i know you guys are in california and it didn't go over well in texas so i posted something on twitter that was a big misunderstanding that then the guy was like we you're fired and i was like okay it wasn't you're fired. It was like, we can't have you writing for us anymore. And I was like, all right, cool. Realistically, this relationship was just me bringing people to you and not getting a whole lot out of this. But uh, how is that? Like, Because I've done that and it didn't work out. And I've been asked by other people to do it again. And I, I can't do it. I can't do it. So how, how do you like it? Because I know they're, they're pretty big, right? They're, they're a pretty large group, area sports. Now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's a group of journalists. And we uh, our editor, he kind of assigns like one person per team. And then um, they have really good relation, relationships with all the PRs. So um, I, was, I managed to secure season credentials for Quakes and I became like the, the writer for, for area sports that only focuses on the earthquakes. So what I, my assignment is just go to the game, um, you know, have like an article ready after the game, send it. it and it's, I usually keep it pretty simple, just uh, pre-match notes and then game breakdown and then kind of the implications of the match. Um, and I, I like it to be honest. Yeah. Right on, man. That, that sounds cool. So would you say your specialty is more in the, uh, the written aspect of journalism versus the, uh, spoken? Um, I'm definitely working on the spoken because I tend to stutter a lot. Um, but yeah, maybe writing, 
but I do have experience with content producing. So I tried to do like this little podcast type of thing with tectonic takes where um, I interviewed a lot of um, like uh, I, I interviewed Paul Dewhurst, who was uh, like the leading uh, like the leader of the Quakes digital team. Uh, mm-hmm. Then someone else from the Quakes digital team, uh, Danielle Slayton, uh, Carlos Uzi's reporters, journalists. Um, so I'm kind of working on that because I do want to be strong both sides. And I am still like I like I said, I'm in my first year of college and I'm majoring in journalism. So I still got a long way to go, I think. God, man, good luck with that. Good <laughs> luck. It's going to be tough. You know, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually a, a teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that's tough. I, I meet people that are going into education and I tell them, don't, don't do it because you think it's something and it's not, it's totally different than what you think it is. Like what you thought school was when you were in school. Mm-hmm. It's not what it is when you have to be the people that run the school. It's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough gig, but you know, man, I, Hey, I appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to you know, invite us onto the podcast. Well, here's, here's, here's what's going on. And I know they're going to listen to this. So I'm just going to say it out loud. There's another podcast that recently formed, like very recently, who heard one of my pregames and decided, hey, I want to do that too. So when I went to book a pregame, the guy responded back with, we're doing it with this show. And I was like, I don't even, I've never heard of the show. Who are you talking about? And I went and I looked and I was like, son of a bitch, you took my idea and you poached the one I was going to go after. So I had to get on you guys early. And now they're like yeah. reaching out to me like, hey, this one said no. Do you want it? And I've no, I don't want your leftovers. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Like, I'm not going to don't offer me stuff. I've been doing this longer. Relax. It was my idea. You can use it. It's all free. And then I'm not the first person that's done a pregame with like another person from a team. Like, come on. But no, you can use it. It's fine. But no, don't offer me people and make me feel like you're slut. Like, I don't want this one. You want it? Like, no, that's that's the meaning, right? I have I have standards. Yeah. So, hey, well, this was this was great, man. I really I really do yeah, appreciate I really, it. I had a lot of fun, honestly. And I uh, I've never listened to your show. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm that's definitely fine. going to listen to a couple now. Because who has time, right? I listen to my clubs, Tottenham and Houston. That's it. Oh, you're a Tottenham fan. I am. Who do you support? Here we go. Fucking bring it on. Oh man, I'm so sorry. I, I had no idea. Are you an Arsenal fan? Oh no, no, no. Um, in terms of Premier League teams, I like Manchester United, which is also pretty bad. But I wouldn't say like I support them full on. Um, Europe, I like Real Madrid. Well, I mean, what, what am I going to argue with there? Of course, you're going to look down to me, but look down at Tottenham. Your guys are a little bit bigger. A little bit, but we've given you some of your best players. You're welcome for that. And now uh, Juventus has become our feeder team. Like we were yours for years. Also, we it's got Reggian. We got Sergio. We has. It has worked very well. We got Sergio Reggian from you, and I like him. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. you guys want to bring him back to uh, replace Marcelo, who I can't stand Marcelo. It's his hair. Really? It's his hair. I love his hair. Him, David Louise. Can't stand him. The hair. I don't like the hair. Yeah. I Take love his own, man. But yeah, like when we beat y'all in the Champions League in 2017, when mm-hmm. Deli and Erickson scored, oh, that was so big. Like, I know for y'all, it's like, whatever. But for us, we crazy. ended up winning it anyway. Well, the next year we went and we lost, right? We lost to Liverpool with that bogus ass handball. 
Mm-hmm. It was not a handball. It hit him in the shoulder. It hit him in the tricep, and his tricep was against his side. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. It was that, but it was still tricep, shoulder. But yeah, I can't argue with Real Madrid fans. Y'all, y'all are bigger, but it's cool, man. We are, we are on the come up. We are on the come up. Where are y'all in the La Liga? Are y'all in first? Yeah. Oh, that's. I mean, but that's got to get boring. Like, who's your real competition? Barcelona, and we know they were in shambles for two years. Like, doesn't it get boring just beating the shit out of people all the time? Does it get old? Yeah. Yeah, it does. But um, like, how does winning something big? Sorry, go ahead. Well, okay. How does winning something big still like it's going to feel different for us than you? You know that, right? Like, when if Tottenham win Champions League, that's like that's a feeling that there's what would give you all that feeling winning every major title in a year? It's like, I guess with success, it's a lot like heroin. The more you take, the higher your tolerance. And you guys are just junkied the fuck out as in terms of trophies because Real Madrid are ridiculously loaded with trophies. So how does it even yeah. feel to like win anymore? I mean, you kind of have to pay really close attention to the ups and downs of the club. So after Ronaldo left, it was this huge blow for Real Madrid and Real Madrid just wasn't really winning trophies. So I would say that the last few trophies, they were relevant because prior to that, there was this downfall of Real Madrid where, you know, we, uh, you know, lost La Liga to, to Atletico Madrid. Vinicius Jr. wasn't the player that he is now. So those Gareth are the kind Bale. of things that Gareth Bale, man, you guys, Gareth- uh, He's done a lot for y'all. That bicycle kick. He came to Tottenham and he, he put in bits again. He's done a lot for y'all. I feel like you guys have been mean to him. I feel like you guys have mistreated him. Definitely. The fans, they, they don't know how to treat legends. And that's one thing that I've always struggled with as like an admirer of Real Madrid. The fans, they're so... They're, it's childish to boo your own player. And I, I love Bale because I remember when he first came into the club, um, actually saw him one time he, uh, Real Madrid came to Berkeley. And they played at the university stadium. And that was my oh, first ever cool. soccer game. And um, Gareth Bale scored this long-range banger against Inter. Uh, against Inter. And that was uh, preseason. That was the year after he signed with Real Madrid, I think. Yeah, he still got it. I mean, he's, he's still, yeah. he still... He put in like 16 goals and like 24 appearances of Tottenham under Mourinho. It was... He's been mistreated. But yeah, I mean, I don't like Zidane. I, don't, I never liked him as a player ever since the headbutt, you know, the was, hair? the lack thereof, <laughs> like a little cue ball. No, I just, he headbutted the guy. I mean, and I'm all right with that, but that was, that was really dumb. That yeah. was really stupid. And, and because he's also treated Gareth Bale like shit. Like I can't like him. I'll never like him. The headbutt that, that's enough for me. I'm writing him off. Well, guys, we've reached the end officially. This is it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Abel, thank you for stopping by. Thank you. No problem, man. Anytime. I'm Finister. This is the Houston Dynapod podcast. And Abel, I'm going to let you know that I always have to say this thing at the end. I'm about to record it and just start dropping it in. But as always, go Dynamo. Albert Valise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist.
Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people. 